This episode of Bankless is brought to you by Aave. Aave is a great place to borrow and lend digital assets on Ethereum. You can deposit your preferred asset of choice in order to borrow a different asset, which is particularly good for yield farming if you want to deposit your Ether instead of selling it so you can borrow DAI or USDC to yield farm with. One of the cool things about Aave is that it offers you two various interest rates, a variable one that changes as the market does, or a stable one that gets fixed in for the long term. Check them out at Aave.com. We're also brought to you by Monolith. Monolith is a really important tool to help you go bankless, but still let you buy your groceries at your local grocery store. Monolith will ship you a very sexy Visa card that you can use wherever Visa is accepted, which is basically the whole world. But instead of using the dollars in your bank account, it uses the DAI in your Monolith smart contract wallet. Check them out at monolith.xyz and get your Monolith Visa card today. You know that random string of characters that you have to pass to your friends and family to show them what your Ethereum address is and they just don't get it? Unstoppable Domains fixes that problem. With Unstoppable Domains, you get a human readable name so you can tell them to, instead of paying you at 0x1743q4, you can just tell them, hey, pay me at davidhoffman.xyz or davidhoffman.zil. You don't have to ever worry about sending the wrong address because it's human readable. And this works for not just Ethereum, but for Bitcoin, for Litecoin, for any blockchain that works with unstoppable domains. You can even tell Bitcoiners to send you Bitcoin to davidhoffman.eth. They even allow you to set up uncensorable websites that are always accessible, even if the Chinese nation state doesn't want them to be. Check them out at unstoppabledomains.com. If you're still using Blockfolio to check up on your portfolio, you're behind the times. Check out Zapper.fi because Zapper looks directly on chain to tell you exactly how much of which assets you own. Not only does it know which assets you own, but it also knows where they are. So if you are providing liquidity to Uniswap or you've deposited them to Compound or to Aave, Zapper knows and it will give you a comprehensive report of your entire DeFi portfolio. Not only that, but you can, you can even make transactions through Zapper that allow you to invest in various DeFi protocols like Balancer or Uniswap or Curve. Check them out at Zapper.fi. All right, guys, welcome everyone. This is a uh, new segment that we're doing on Bankless. Uh, I think it's, it's needed. It's called Alpha Leak. So here we're talking about something big that's just happened, usually a, a, a product launch or a token launch or something we think the nation needs to know about immediately. David, what's our alpha leak today? The Uniswap token is out. Uniswap, wow. the beloved protocol of everyone, super dense in the protocol sync, to uh, sync thesis, just distributed their Uni token. And it has one of the most insane distribution events, I think ever. I, I think it was just gonna sweep the floor with this one. It's, it's pretty cool. Wow. Okay. Well, we're going to talk about that. So here's the format. We're going to try to keep these relatively short, but first we're going to tell you what it is. Then we're going to tell you how to use it, how to get it, what that looks like. Then we've got some, um, you know, I guess some conversation mm -hmm. that the community has been having around this token and then we'll close it up. So David, I'm going to share my screen uh, and let's talk about the the Uniswap launch first. So where did this come from? Like what time was it actually launched? Yeah, this was launched uh, around dinner time, my time. So like 7 p.m., 8 p.m. Uh, we saw the the uh, somebody leaked the token minting event and like 15 minutes later, uh, every, uh, one moment, uh, and like 15 minutes later, uh, everyone had found out that like the Uniswap token was here and uh, that it, that it is it's something that you can go and claim. So they, they had this like planned and ready to go. 
Um, and, and that was pretty cool. Uh, and so, uh, the, the, it came out really fast. They had this thing, uh, just pre-planned a brand new website, brand new analytics infrastructure. Uh, so pretty, pretty sweeping solid launch by the Uniswap team. Yeah, they did it in uh, under the cover of night. Mm-hmm. So it was like 8, 8 p.m. at least uh, on the East Coast. And that's where I think many of the Uniswap team are located in New York City. So this is it, right? So this is the introducing Uni token uh, post. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess let's dig into the details. So what are we looking at here? Um, of course, you know, they, first they're talking about their stats, mm-hmm. uh, Uniswap. We bankless listeners don't need to be reminded that Uniswap does a ton of value, um, a ton of volume. In, in fact, recently they've been beating Coinbase right. in terms of uh, total volume. Nice, nice little right... pat on the back from Uniswap here right before they start talking about the value of their token. Yeah, Uniswap. exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into the goods. This is the allocation. So first we've got 60% going to Uniswap community members. That's primarily the liquidity providers and, and users of mm-hmm. the Uniswap um, platforms. We'll talk about that. And then we've got 21% to team members and future employees, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got 17% to investors. And there was mm-hmm. a recent round like two months ago, mm-hmm. some uh, accredited investors, VC firms uh, got in. So not not completely fair launch, mm-hmm. although I suppose 60% of this maybe is fair launch with some reserved mm-hmm. for the team as well. What's your take on this distribution in general, David? Would like How would you rate it? Yeah, so uh, I've heard people with some grumblings about the uh, a decently high weighting towards uh, investors and VC firms, uh, and then also towards the team. So you, you add those together, you roughly get forty percent towards uh, the team members uh, and and investors that have invested in the protocol. Yeah, and like sure that that could be a little bit high on the high end of things, um, but at the same time, the the awesome distribution that happened with the sixty percent on the on the other side of things more than makes up for it. And also, again, like we need to remind ourselves that like VCs aren't bad. Like VCs did the job of bootstrapping Uniswap into being what it is, right? They they deserve it. Like I know where this yield farming phenomenon is trying to be like this anti-VC phenomenon, but I think we all like saw what happened with like sushi swap and also yams where like yams contract blew up and that sucked and sushi swap the the anonymous founders the, they absconded with the funds that sucked right and that doesn't happen with vcs and so 40 percent to vcs who had the skin in the game before uniswap could even figure out that they were going to tokenize i'm i'm okay with it yeah yeah it is 20 percent to the vcs and 20 percent to the team so the right. team is getting a good cut of this for building right. a fantastic uh product and that is vested as mm-hmm. well so they don't get it right away it comes over time now there's kind of a a four-year vesting period here but when you sort of run the math it looks a bit more like two years which we can get into but let's talk about i think <laughs> the most um exciting part and that's uh th- that 60 percent the community mm-hmm. drops so who's that going to maybe let's let's break that down the thing i am most excited about is probably this one right mm-hmm. here david can you talk about what they're doing with uh the 400 uni per address yeah so if you have ever used the uniswap protocol even once before (laughs) september 1st you received 400 you are able to claim 400 uni tokens from that wallet right okay wait so that is worth repeating so guys if you have used uniswap if you've ever Ever. done a trade one trade on uniswap right from an ethereum address from an ethereum wallet if you did one of our tactics that we published in december telling you to go try out uniswap for Mm -hmm. instance you did that before September 1st, 
you get 400 right. uni tokens. Yeah. All you have to do is claim them. Yep. Yeah. And and it's per wallet, right? And so I personally have a couple wallets. And so I get to claim them from both wallets, right? That's separate. And so that's pretty cool. It's 400 per wallet. If I, if I uh, had my way, I would have kind of like uh, rated it, uh, weighted it towards people that were heavy Uniswap traders versus light Uniswap traders. There are a lot of new entrants into the DeFi world that just made their first transaction on Ethereum like a couple weeks ago, and they got 400. And other people who have been trading on Uniswap once per day for the past two years also got 400. I wish they kind of weighted it for the amount of trades, but again, I'm not going to complain. 400 uni tokens which are trading at three dollars right now that's twelve hundred dollars to anyone that's ever used the uniswap protocol ever right so yeah it's 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 airdrop money right airdrop this money. is the stimulus this is the the uniswap <laughs> stimulus package if you if you just all you had to do was use mm -hmm. uniswap early mm -hmm. it's like imagine if you uh were one of the first users of facebook mm -hmm. and they awarded you retrospectively you created a facebook profile back in like 2000 you know three or whatever uh, and they rewarded you Facebook stock for that. That's what's just happened. All you had to do was be a user, be early, mm -hmm. be on the bankless journey, yep. essentially, mm -hmm. and uh, front run the opportunity. You get twelve hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> Not bad so, per wallet. So on on Coin Coin Gecko, on DeFi Market Cap, on DeFi Pulse. Now Uniswap has like this two billion dollar valuation, which we're going to talk about whether that valuation is justified or not. Two billion dollar yes. uh, valuation that is now in the hands of like 48,000 like people, like over it, the, the Uniswap token isn't even a day old. It's like 12 hours old and 48,000 people have made transactions on Ethereum claiming their Uniswap tokens. So the equity of Uniswap, the, the governance token of Uniswap is so incredibly distributed so quickly to a, a sizable chunk of people with a sizable chunk of value. It's, it's one of the coolest distribution events of all time. You should compare that to another really cool distribution event, which was the the Wi-Fi token, Wi-Fi, right. which we've talked about. So how many um, Wi-Fi token holders do we have versus Uniswap? Yeah, Wi-Fi token holders, it's, it's roughly like 11,000, right? 11,000 people have either farmed or purchased Wi-Fi from, from the Uniswap or from, from the, the Wi-Fi farming way back when. Uh, and, and now it's basically only from Uniswap or from some centralized exchange. Uh, Uniswap, again, is like at five times that distribution. And that what, what's so great about it is because they have the two years of history of people using it and people organically shilling Uniswap, Uniswap for being this protocol that's deep inside the protocol sync thesis. So getting the community support. And so as a product, it has been used by so many. And so as a team trying to distribute and decentralize ownership of the protocol, it went from centralized to maximally decentralized, the most decentralized thing on top of Ethereum like that. Basically anything you do on the bankless journey, once you get to level one and you start getting your coins off of an exchange into an ETH address and you get to kind of level two, it begins with Uniswap, right? Like that's one of the first things that uh, someone who's new to DeFi and new to Bankless uh, actually does is trade something on Uniswap. So what that means is the distribution is basically everybody in DeFi. Premier. Everybody in mm -hmm. DeFi pretty much got something mm -hmm. from this event, got at least $1,200. If you had multiple accounts, then you, then you got more than that. So that's crazy. Right. But they also did something cool with, um, so they didn't reward for trading volume, but they did reward heavily liquidity providers 
Can you talk about that? Yeah, liquidity providers got paid. And so they, <laughs> 10% of all Uniswap tokens went to people that traded. 5% went to liquidity providers. And so like that's half the total amount of Uniswap went to liquidity providers. But the number of liquidity providers versus the number of traders is like, one one hundredth, right? Because yeah. and so it's actually very much more concentrated. And so if you have been, uh, I, I know an individual who calls himself a Uniswap maximalist, and he loves just <laughs> providing liquidity. And he's been providing liquidity since like day one, right? And he got paid with Uniswap, right? He he, he because it wait it, and especially it waited early liquidity providers, uh, it weighted them stronger than later liquidity providers. So if you have been a, a steward of the protocol, if you have been providing your value to Uniswap for a long time, you got more Uniswap tokens, right? Which is good. That's what we want. Like if you've used the service a lot and you are incentivized to take care of the protocol, you deserve more tokens, right? And, and so LPs, people that provided uh, liquidity to Uniswap have gotten a bunch of Uniswap tokens. And these LPs, um, the, the, the few I know that are in kind of the top 10 list, these are not um, hedge funds. These are not bankers. These are not exchanges. These are um, people who have a decent amount of capital, but are on the bank list journey, on the DeFi journey. These are like right. DeFi OGs, mm -hmm. right? These are people like, that um, are being their own bank. Exactly. Exactly. So that's super exciting. All right. So um, also stockholders got a little something. Should have bought some socks. Yeah, David. Bought some socks. So I think the sock token price uh, went through the moon as well because yeah. people wanted wanted to redeem socks for Uniswap tokens. So yeah. That, and the, the, the socks was just their NFT game, right? right. That they mm -hmm. were kind of playing around with. Exactly. Um, but it, it's kind of like our, you know, BAPS idea, which is it's redeemable mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. um, physical socks. Mm -hmm. Anyway, they got a little something from this. Um, all right, so let's talk about the community treasury. There's also for the four, first four years, it it seemed like the um, the supply was uh, something total supply of like three uh, one billion, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but after those four years, there's an ongoing inflation. Is that correct? Yeah. Like a two percent inflation. Two percent inflation. What I recall, which is great okay. because that disincentivizes passive uni token holders, right? And so yes. with with your money and with your value, the Bitcoin your narrative is that like the inflation just uh, devalues people's savings. Right. And and that's bad for money. But with governance tokens, what it does is it devalues passive people that aren't partaking in governance, right? And so if you don't have a say in Uniswap, then you get diluted uh, versus people that have been actu act actively maintaining the protocol. So in this particular instance, I'm a big fan of it. And it's only 2% a year. And it's actually like hard coded 2% a year. It's not the Federal Reserve's 2% wink wink a year when it's actually like 10% a year. It's hard coded 2% a year. Okay. All right. So some people have already gotten their unit unit tokens for things they've done mm -hmm. in the past retrospectively, mm -hmm. just being users of the protocol. Mm -hmm. You get 400 tokens. Or if you're a liquidity provider, you get more, and that's time weighted. But there's also another opportunity that goes live today. Mm -hmm. So I believe that's today. Uh, at least it's it's um, September 18th UTC time. So depending on your time zone, it could be today or tomorrow. But there's the opportunity to do some liquidity mining and pick up some more uni tokens. And here are the pools that they have opted: um, ETH USDT, ETH USDC, ETH DAI, ETH. 
WBTC. Boy, you Dave, that's a lot of ETH in there. It's a lot of ETH. You love Why to see Why so it. much ETH? It's because the Uniswap <laughs> protocol is an ETH maxi, clearly. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are trying to be the most decentralized um, trading protocol. Mm -hmm. And for that, you need the most decentralized, credibly neutral uh, form of money. So that is ETH. Yeah. But so what happens um, when this opens up? I guess we can we can kind of show there's a, there's a the countdown user interface. Timer, right? I think we're like nine or eight uh, hours this away. This is better, from, yeah. Uh, seven hours, 42 minutes from the time of recording. Uh, Beautiful. So yeah, so, yeah, so uh, liquidity mining in Uniswap is going to start in seven hours, right? And uh, according to the post, the these first four pools are the pools that you can liquidity mine in. And so, you know, relatively limited, relatively small. And that is going to be the way it is for 30 days. And then after 30 days, the Uniswap token is the then, then the governance tool to vote in further pools to liquidity mine with, right? And so uh, I, I think that the most obvious next one is the Uniswap, uh, the Uni token ETH pair, right? ETH Uni. And because people want to provide liquidity to Uniswap because they're bulls on Uniswap, right, or on the Uni token. And so I think that's going to be the next one that comes. And that one that's going to uh, just bootstrap the, the liquidity of the Uni token, further pulling away the Uni token away from centralized exchanges into the Uniswap protocol, which we know and love. Uh, and, and then it just kind of goes from there. But yeah, Uniswap, Uniswap yield farming is here. All right. So if I want to yield farm in seven hours or so, uh, then I have to, of course, deposit in here. And when you're depositing Uniswap, you have to provide both sides of the pair. Right. So yep. for this ETH die pair, I have to have 50% ETH, 50% mm -hmm. die. I deposit it in there. There are some other things there that we, we don't have time to get into right now, such as impermanent loss that you have to be aware of. Um, but that's how you do it. And there's a, a certain rate of uni tokens that you'll receive. Mm -hmm. um, we'll get into more of that later. David, is there anything high level else we should talk about. Um, you touched on governance, of course. Mm -hmm. Anything else we should talk about here? Yeah, I think it, since we just talked about yield farming and, and how to do it, you should be aware that like the gas prices on Ethereum are the highest they've ever been because you yes. know fifty thousand <laughs> people are trying to claim their Uniswap tokens. And and remember, Uniswap tokens the the minimum you got was twelve hundred dollars ish worth of Uniswap tokens. So it's rationally uh, it makes sense. It's rational to pay a lot of money to claim that twelve hundred dollars. And so a lot of people are doing that, right? And so gas prices right now are just through the roof. So make sure you pay attention to that. If if you try and do this i like by the way uh i like this gasnow.org site too mm -hmm. yeah it seems to be um updated a bit better than the eth gas station mm -hmm. website which uh, i also use so you can see i mean this is the highest gas prices you know i've seen since yesterday mm -hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> i mean it's still pretty it's still pretty high so uh be, be cautious of that be careful of that but a lot of this is from the uniswap activity while so we David, did just say that should we go ahead and claim our uniswap tokens run that's what I was hoping, man. So, okay. So I'm going to tee this up for you, David. Mm -hmm. So basically if you've ever used Uniswap, as we were saying, if you've ever done a trade with Uniswap in any way, connected an Ethereum wallet to Uniswap in any way, shape or form, you have the ability to go claim 400 Uni tokens more if you provided liquidity as well. And David, you've got an address. You're going to show us how to do that, right? Yep. Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to take back screen sharing from you, Ryan. Uh, and then... So we uh, have provided liquidity for the BAP token, right? Bankless has. And, and then we also, uh, while I was trying to do that, we made some trades uh, to, in order to get, have the right amount of ETH to, to supply that. And so we have 400 ETH plus, it looks like we got 333 more ETH 
or more uni, excuse me, to uh, from supplying those BAP tokens. And so I'm on the the uh, Uniswap site. We'll have that link in the show notes. Um, I think there might this be. This looks a- like a special Uniswap site, like a IPFS Uniswap yeah, this is site. The, the, so the it's site a bit I've been using. Because yeah, yesterday the site went down because you know 50,000 people tried to claim their Uniswap token. So this is the website <laughs> I've been using. I think the other okay. one is back up. Let me let me check. Let me check. And it's just a user interface, right? Yeah, it's on just, top a, just of, a UI. Uh, yeah, but the IPFS link is super cool because that's um, actually not using centralized servers to yes, do it. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But the the other website is back up. Um, uh, okay. So claim uni. Oh, I'm I'm in the wrong. Okay. So I I have the wallet loaded up here. So I'm just going to use this one. But that that cool. other website also works. Okay. So here's my 733 uni that the uh, website knows that I uh, that I have, and so I got 333 for providing liquidity and 400 for for trading once. Good and for you, David. Yeah, nice job. Good job, man. Nice job. W- worked hard for this. <laughs> I'm going to boost this gas fight gas fee because we're on a YouTube video. Wow, you are generous to the miners, yeah, friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Indeed. 650 guay. That's painful. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, indeed. that's only how much? That's like uh, 25 bucks? $25 to, to claim. What are we getting? We're getting like $2,000 worth of Uniswap tokens to the to the bankless treasury. There you go. And let's bankless go. Bankless treasury. We'll go watch this transaction. Our stimulus our stimulus fund from Uniswap. Yeah. It's faster than Congress. Boom. There it is. We just claimed 733 Uniswap tokens. Crazy, dude. All first, right. First so we'll have Ryan. Well, yeah, Boom. nice job. <laughs> we earned it. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk about what, like, what people should do with that. Of course, none of this is um, none of this is financial advice, mm-hmm. right? So, but I think there's um, a legitimate question as to whether the token is um, overvalued or mm. undervalued, it or is, how it is you highly even valued. That's for sure. Yeah. So, how you even uh, value this thing? You're gonna have to give me a screen share back, David. I oh, think just set me. something up. But okay, so. I thought Andrew Kang had a good take here, and it's something basically that um, you know valuation method that we've been using on Bankless as well, mm-hmm. which is sort of a price to sales or price to earnings valuation method. So first of all, um, Uniswap has has really popped; like it's gone up. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think it was like fifty cents when it first launched, right? Per the, Uni token. Pr- the price was so incredibly volatile; it went up to okay. ten dollars, and then down to fifty cents, and then okay. now it's been hovering around three dollars. And uh, then to pr- get the, press, the uh, Ryan press command plus like one or two times. Okay, so to get the the uh, fully diluted market cap yes. of that, right? So mm-hmm. that means after four years, when that one billion is all released, mm-hmm. what you do is you take that one billion fully diluted market cap and you multiply that by by the price. Nice, easy round number. So. If it's trading at one dollar, that means the fully diluted market cap of Uni tokens is one billion dollars. Right. Um, it's trading at what right now, David? Like About two dollars, three dollars, two and a half to three dollars is where it's been fluctuating. Okay. So um, Uniswap's been in existence for a while, getting more volume than Coinbase right now, and it's being valued at three billion dollars. The question mm-hmm. is, is that expensive? Is that cheap? What right. should the price of a uni token be? Again, this is not financial advice, but what we want to do is provide you frameworks for how to look at this. And mm-hmm. one framework we think is super valuable is the price to earnings ratio of the uni token. So mm-hmm. Andrew King makes the point, uh, you got to know when to sell your crop and when to hold or buy more. Mm-hmm. And he makes the point that he thinks uni tokens are actually valued fairly undervalued a pe ratio of 41 it's so modest. price to earnings ratio right mm-hmm. so netflix is 80 mm-hmm. <laughs> price to earnings ratio of netflix stock is 80 right now or so 
um, price earnings ratio of, of Amazon stocks, like 160 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think uni will grow faster than Amazon and Netflix? Well, it certainly has in the last two years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the trajectory is in its favor. Yep. So, okay. So price earnings ratio, you can also take a look on token terminal, which is one of my favorite websites for seeing this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, they call it price to sales ratio, which is a bit more accurate. Mm-hmm. But if I sort by price to sales ratio, um, I can see the valuation of Uniswap right, right here. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to do, they use kind of, um, I think a 30 day type metric. So right. it's a little bit different than the number Andrew right. came up with. Yeah, we're running on um, limited data here, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Running on limited data, but the point is, when you, you use kind of a similar apples to apples uh, metric, it is the lowest, second right. lowest right. Um, mm-hmm. price to earnings ratio capital asset out there. I, I think when um, people see the three billion dollar valuation from the Uniswap token, they get a little sticker shock because nothing yep. in DeFi is that like highly valued, right? Like like right. one one to one and one point five billions for like the triple A protocols that we all know and love. But exactly. people have to remember, this is Uniswap. This is Uniswap. This is like the beloved DeFi protocol. Well, but, and look at this. Look, look at annualized gross volume. Is doing in more volume than Coinbase. Like, what do you think Coinbase's valuation is? Coinbase's valuation <laughs> is at least larger than $10 billion. I think it's between yes. like 15 and $25 billion. Yes. And Coinbase is beating them on volume, and it's a protocol. Right. And Coinbase has uh, 1,200 employees. Uniswap has 11 employees. Right. Seems like... There might be some efficiency delta there too. Yeah, one absolutely. of those, one of those is more efficient than the mm-hmm. other. That's exactly um, right. And another way to look at it is this. This is uh, something we've shown before, but mm-hmm. this is um, crypto fees that various protocols generate. It has more fees um, than Bitcoin. <laughs> yes, like like a decent amount more. Yeah, you know, a decent amount. More. Uh, mm-hmm. Seven day average fees over two hundred k more right. than Bitcoin. Yeah, right. Um, that's so pretty crazy. I, I, again, not financial advice, but I think that I'm personally going to be sitting on my hands, uh, not not really looking at that sell button. Is that what we're, did we just make a decision I, with I, the I bankless vote, treasury? I vote, I vote to not okay. sell the token. I, I concur. Okay. We're so not we're keeping 733 <laughs> uni tokens for a while anyway. For a while. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Okay. So um, what else should we talk about here? Can we talk about the weather? Does it make sense? Another question I think people probably have is, Mm -hmm. does it make sense to actually liquidity mine? Mm. Um, So that, that, that's basically the the four initial pools that come out in seven hours that we were talking about. ETH DAI, Mm -hmm. ETH USDC, ETH uh, USDT, ETH uh, wrapped Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. right? So other, other monies on top of Ethereum. So, um, CoinGecko, which has been doing just a just a bang up job on DeFi stuff lately, they released a yield farming um, dashboard, which mm-hmm. I think is pretty good. And uh, what you can do is you can switch to DGen mode. Check this out, David. Have you seen this? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Why is that not default? <laughs> yeah, it's not default. You have to like opt into DGen mode. All right. So um, I haven't fully explored what the difference is, by the way. But this I think is just it's just fun. the font. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so um, what we have here is basically when you're in DGen mode, mm-hmm. um, some returns calculation. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't fully investigated the returns calculation, mm-hmm. kind of what all the variable parameters are, but you mm-hmm. can kind of get a flavor of the various estimates for Uniswap, right? Um, with USDT or ETH USDT, ETH USDC, ETH DAI, right? And kind of calculate the returns based on the current price of 
Uniswap this way. Mm -hmm. So that's certainly one way to look at it. Another way that I like to look at it is because um, we have this this issue when you deposit two sides to the liquidity pool mm -hmm. of impermanent loss. Right. David, you have a, like a quick explanation of what impermanent loss is. Yeah, sure. So when you deposit ETH and DAI to the same pool, what you're allowing people to do is you're giving them the freedom to purchase one of your bags to sell them your other bag, right? And so yep. you're if you deposit both, you're claiming that you're okay with owning any balance of both of these things. And as one or the other appreciates and depreciates, you should be okay with that that adjustment, right? And so the question as to whether you should provide liquidity or not is kind of a, a function of how okay are you with both assets, right? And so I think that's why the, the first pool in Uniswap that really got a ton of liquidity was the Ether MKR pool. And it's because those two tokens kind of tracked each other in US dollar price, right? And so there wasn't much impermanent loss to be had there. The, the, what would make me nervous about the ETH die pair is that like if Ether doubles in price, you will be owning less Ether than if you had just hold it and you'll be owning a lot more die. And so you will be making money, but you'll be making less money than if you had just been holding Ether, right? And so yeah, that's so the if risk you're, that you're taking. If you're an ETH bull, you mm -hmm. kind of don't want to do the ETH right. die pair mm -hmm. because um, if ETH goes up in price, you end up losing some of the die that you've contributed and exchanging that and selling it early mm -hmm. for the die. That's essentially what the liquidity pool does is it right. kind of exchanges that ETH for die under under the covers, right? Yeah, exactly. And so that's why out of these four pools, the ETH WBTC pool might be better. If you're if you think that prices are going to go up, then the ETH WBTC pool might be for you because BTC and Ether are much more correlated with each other than Ether is to US dollars, right? And so if you are really looking to farm this uni token and you don't know, and but you also are bullish on Ether and probably therefore also Bitcoin, the ETH WBTC uh, pool might make the most sense. And I'm going yep. to be willing to bet that that is the pool that uh, experiences the largest increase in liquidity because of that logic. Okay. And then the other, I guess, variable to consider when you're thinking about yield farming, something like this is, um, you get more if, you know, the, the, the fewer people who contribute to the, to, to the pool, uh, essentially the, the better for you. Right. <laughs> right. So what you just said is if you think a lot of liquidity is going to come to the ETH, uh, WBTC pool, mm -hmm. then that could also dilute right. the amount that you receive. Exactly. So you have to monitor that too. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And ultimately, it could start. It could start super high, right here. Like like you see this, these yearly numbers. Mm -hmm. That's not going to last. That's not going to last. Because as liquidity gets injected in, mm -hmm. those amounts um, per share of the liquidity pool uh, right. will decrease. Basically. Yeah, there's not more Uniswap that's issued. It's the same yes. amount of Uniswap tokens that are issued spread across larger and larger people. Exactly. All right. So one thing that um, Jacob. A uh, friend of ours, mm -hmm. CoinMetrics, said is uh, he actually argued that like, hey, this is awesome, but there's also a bit of a dark side to mm -hmm. the uni airdrop. Mm -hmm. He said that whales hugely profited. Um, he said that some scams who are LPing their own coin, mm -hmm. you know, like maybe a hex comes to mind. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, hugely profited. And then he said, look, the four-year vesting schedule for sort of the the team and the insiders, it's more like a two-year vesting schedule, right? Um, and then he said, claim on fees unclear though expected. I don't know what that means, but what do you think of some of these, some of these takes David about kind of the dark side of it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I want to commend Uniswap for trying to have like a very, uh, anti-political, uh, attempt at distributing. And so like, if we wanted to kind of fix some of these problems, 
um, that that Jacob outlined. Like whales got a lot of uh, tokens, and uh, you know some pools probably shouldn't have gotten tokens. That starts to you you we start to make be making decisions as to like who deserves what, right? Like, and these are subjective decisions, right? These are political choices, and so like. Whale, maybe you say like, well, you know, whales got too much, but they're the ones that provided the value, right? And then if we also say like, you know, Hex shouldn't have gotten it, well, then you're making a decision that Hex is a scam, which I don't really think too many people are going to fight you on, but it's still a like a decision at the end of the day. And so to some degree, like just doing what they did and just like blanket, blanket airdropping Uniswap like equally and relatively rel trying to have a politically reduced distribution, I think makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, like it's, it's tough to kind of rate these different distributions, but mm -hmm. if you think about, um, Bitcoin had kind of an immaculate conception, right? I, you know, uh, on the spectrum, I'd probably rate that an A right. relative to all other distributions in crypto. Mm -hmm. Um, ETH had a pretty decent one as Very kind solid. of an immaculate ICO where you right. could, anyone could enter totally permissionless, not VC funded, mm -hmm. no accredited investor rules. Right. So maybe that's an A too. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a B plus, mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, Yam had a decent one, Yam to be honest. Great. Yep. Um, that was the first kind of like vegetable style <laughs> yield I, I farm. Give, I wouldn't give new. it an A, but I, I would give it a B plus. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it's, you know, at least a B maybe. And then uh, Wifey had a fantastic distribution too mm -hmm. in rewarding mm -hmm. some of their early users. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. maybe that's a A minus, a B as well. I, I give um, it a B, this, B plus. Yeah. This, this ranks right up there. This, like, this ranks up there. Mm -hmm. Not perfect, right. you know, but I don't think it's a C. Right. I just, I feel like you know, the, some of the redeeming qualities of it are 60% does go to the community, mm -hmm. right? And a whole bunch of LPs mm -hmm. who were early adopters of this did really well mm -hmm. on it. Yep. And basically everyone who was using DeFi prior to September 1st, 2020, mm -hmm. got something from it. Right. And a lot of those folks are going to hold. Right. Like Not bad. I, I can't think of another protocol that's done that. Right. And, and the best thing about this is the retroactive distribution is one of the last remaining bastions of fair launching, right? Because right. like, it turns out that we've been farming Uniswap since 2018 and we didn't even know it, right? Like right. turns out we've been yield farming for years, according to Uniswap. Well, it turns out there was no such thing as impermanent loss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <it> turns <laughs> because out like, you know, if you deposited it into the pool and you're a big liquidity provider, mm -hmm. you were making money every month and didn't know right. it. Mm -hmm. It was just paid in the future to you. Yeah. If you supplied Ether die liquidity when Ether was $80 and then Ether mooned and you lost a bunch of Ether, you just made a bunch of Uniswap to make up for that, right? Yeah. And, and so like so some whales took a hit and they are being compensated for that. And, you know, and at the end of the day, like one person that made, you know, 10,000 trades on Uniswap versus one person that made one trade on Uniswap, getting the same amount of Uniswap tokens is kind of like, maybe that doesn't feel right, but also distribution, distribution, distribution. Yes. So the new thing was, the new thing I felt like was um, two year retroactive distribution, right? Mm -hmm. But you can already see that people are thinking about that and already starting to front run it. So mm -hmm. um, Sue from Three Arrows Capital tweeted something out like, Hmm, what's the what's the last DeFi mm -hmm. darling exchange not to issue a token? Right. DYDX. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And they haven't issued a token yet, but mm -hmm. similar style to yep. Uniswap. You know, it's got some VCs involved. Mm -hmm. So, hmm, should we front run that? Should right. we start trading DYDX yeah. right now just in case? So supply liquidity, leverage long Ether 4X up, 4X down at the same time. Like, yep. let's just go to DYDX, right? That's why, like, as soon as a new distribution comes out, mm -hmm. like, you get to use it once. One time. That's like, it's One immaculate. Bullet in the chamber. 
Exactly. And then it starts to get gamed and it starts mm-hmm. to degrade over time, uh, which is why we're starting to see all the, you know, uh, all the, all the crappy farms that we've been seeing lately. But David, um, anything else we should say on this alpha leak edition, the Uniswap edition, uh, anything else we, we need to tell listeners? I, I don't know. I think that was it. I think we covered everything. Uh, I'm sure there was something that, that we could talk about, but we'll probably talk about it again on the state of the nation, right? And so uh, if the, what, whatever happens between now and next Tuesday with Uniswap, because this, ju- this is, is, isn't even 24 hours news. It's a 12 hour old news. So we're going to watch this and then we will update everyone on this state of the nation on Tuesday. All right, we will include some links to resources as usual action items for you guys today. You can, of course, go claim your Uniswap tokens. If there's an ETH address where you've interacted with Uniswap, make sure you go do that. You can also think about whether it makes sense to start providing liquidity to Uniswap. Of course, none of this is risk-free. All of it has impermanent loss risk, which you should understand as well as smart contract risk. So keep that in mind. This has been the Alpha Leak Edition, a new show that David and I are creating when exciting news comes out uh, and it's available to you on YouTube. So make sure you hit that subscribe button as well. That's it for me. Cool. And we're done here.